0: Summer, 1814, Scarborough, Yorkshire. Just looking down at Danby's red wax seal upon the letter was more than enough to cause Thomas Goddard's blood to bubble up beneath his skin. Perhaps that was why, when the damned thing had arrived, he'd set the letter aside and attempted to forget about it for three full days. Yet despite his best efforts, every time he'd returned to his office, covered in sweat and dust and grime from his work with the horses, the letter had seemed to grow in stature until it could quite nearly mock him. Thomas's feelings toward the Duke were mixed at best. Danby hadn't known that Thomas and his brother and sister, or even their father, for that matter, had even existed until around Christmas time a year and a half ago. Considering that father was the Duke's by-blow, the lot of them really shouldn't have any expectations of the man. Whether they'd had expectations or not, "'Danby had made it possible for Abby to marry a gentleman. "'He had even granted her a dowry, "'something which father would have found impossible to provide "'with his butler's wages. "'If aiding Abby hadn't been enough, "'Danby had secured Robert a position as a butler "'in the employ of Lord Upton Gray. "'But he hadn't stopped there. "'Then he had purchased a horse-breeding enterprise in Scarborough "'and set Thomas the task of running it. "'I expect to see a healthy profit, too,' "'he'd said boldly on the day he told Thomas of the venture. "'I don't care two figs about horses and racing and breeding, "'or any of that other gibberish, but you do. "'This is yours now. "'What profit it makes is yours, "'but the losses will be yours as well.' "'If all of that hadn't been outside of enough, "'the Duke had settled a handsome sum on both Robert and Thomas "'that nearly matched the dowry he'd granted Abbey. "'It was more than any of them had ever allowed themselves to dream.' being the legitimate offspring of an illegitimate father. If that were all the Duke had done for them, then Thomas would have no complaints about his newfound grandfather—not any real complaints, at least. Regrettably, Danby seemed to have ulterior motives behind his generosity. Namely, he expected both brothers to marry like Abby had done. Well, that wasn't the truth of it. Marriage, in and of itself, was not such a horrible prospect— He doubted Robert would be opposed to taking a wife at some point in the future, and Thomas certainly wasn't. He had every hope to some day find a lovely woman of a similar social status and begin his own family, much as his parents had done many years ago. The problem, however, lay with the fact that Danby expected both brothers to marry so far above their station as to be laughable. Last Christmas, when the Duke had summoned all his children and grandchildren to Danby Castle— He'd had marriage licenses in hand for both Godard brothers and some of their still unmarried cousins. He'd even had the brides and grooms he'd selected in residence at the castle as well. Danby's attempts at matchmaking seemed to know no bounds. The young lady he'd selected as Thomas's intended was a Viscount's daughter, for God's sake. He couldn't marry a Viscount's daughter. She was a lady. She ought to marry a peer or at least a son of a peer, someone who was a gentleman. Thomas, despite his overly rapid rise in station, thanks to his supposedly well-meaning grandfather, would never be a gentleman. So he had taken to his horse and rode off as fast as the beast could travel. Two weeks later, the marriage license had arrived in the post along with a curt letter detailing how the marriage contract would be drawn up once Thomas took it upon himself to meet the lady, speak to the Viscount, and do what he'd been bidden to do. The letter and the marriage license had both perished a hasty death in Thomas's hearth. He'd hoped that that would be the end of Danby's ill-advised attempts at matchmaking, or at least the last of Danby's attempts at making a match for Thomas, even if he didn't cease his attempts for his high-born grandchildren. Apparently, he was a fool to have hoped for such a thing. In the spring, he had been expecting some correspondence from Danby about the stables and the Duke's expectations for the running of them. As such, when a letter arrived and Thomas saw the red wax seal, he'd broken it without a second thought. It had been another marriage license—